hi, I don't know, how did you die? And yeah, then exactly. they hear cauliflower. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and really, it's not cauliflower. It's like, it's just like static. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah, that sounds just like cauliflower. I'm Paige. And I'm Megan. And this is Spooky Science Sisters. Okay, hello and welcome to episode two of Spooky Science Sisters. Uh, I am Megan. And I'm Paige. And today we're going to talk about the science behind some of the ghost hunting equipment that you see in some of your favorite shows, like Ghost Hunters. Um, I forget the other one. Shit, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures. There's about a bajillion other ones as well. So... Uh, Yeah, what you guys need to know going into this episode is that in terms of reality TV, I have watched an enormous amount of ghost hunting TV shows. (laughs) I have not so much, but I've started. (laughs) Uh, Part of my research was starting to watch Ghost Hunters again because I haven't watched it in probably 10 years. So um, now I'm starting to watch that. Okay. Um, hold on. So in conjunction with this episode, because I already have to interrupt. Um, so as part of this episode, as we were researching all of these different, um, pieces of ghost hunting equipment and, you know, how they might actually work or like what's actually going on behind the scenes, uh, we each selected two that we wanted to focus on and talk about. So there will for sure be a ghost hunting equipment episode two, because there's so much other stuff that we can talk about. But in my research, um, I came across this app called Spirit Storybox, um, which I spent $1.99 to download from the Apple App Store. <laughs> And um, it is supposed to somehow mysteriously, they don't really explain, but take in and translate spirit messages for you. Um, So, um, and it's supposed to be an alternative of a, or to a piece of ghost hunting equipment called an ovulus. Um, And uh, an ovulus is something that takes environmental readings. So things like, uh, EMF, which is electromagnetic field, temperature, pressure, and supposedly um, facilitates the ghosts converting them into words from some sort of like preset built-in database. Um, it's, it's, it's insane. Um, but yeah, so this is supposed to be the 199 alternative because the one listing that I saw for the Avalis was like, a thousand dollars that's reasonable yeah um so we are gonna leave it running uh throughout this recording so apologies if you hear my phone buzz but um yeah we're gonna see if my uh brand new shed which was just built over a year ago and i call it the shed but it's actually um a a backyard office that we built for my husband. Um, We'll see if if it built on our suburban 1950s property, um, where I'm pretty sure nobody has died, is haunted. But so far, uh, in just sitting here as Paige and I have been spinning up, I have gotten castle, shunned, murderous, (laughs) graves, 
Yes. And now I just got yard. So like, yeah, I mean, I'm in our backyard. So yeah. And technically, uh, my pet rabbit who died this spring is buried right next to the shed. So there is a grave back here, but he was not murderous. So nor was he murdered. (laughs) He wasn't. Doesn't mean he isn't. So if I want to apply my confirmation bias to this, um, but anyway, Ooh, I just got how much, whoa, it's getting creepy now. All right. (laughs) Maybe this will be my something spooky. Um, but anyway, long story short, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing this episode. So I'll probably interrupt at some point. Um, but to get back to important things, uh, Paige, did anything spooky happen to you in the past two weeks since we recorded our last episode? Uh, yeah. So actually last week I had like just gotten out of the shower. Um, and to, I guess to kind of set the scene, it's just me and one other person living here. So, um, I'm, in my bedroom and I like I said just got out of the shower I'm getting changed and I hear somebody knock on my door so you know I say hold on a second I'm getting dressed and as I open the door I expect somebody to be standing there well nobody's there so I walk out to the living room (laughs) and I'm like hey did you knock on the door and in fact nobody knocked on the door so uh potentially I (laughs) am being I don't know, haunted. Maybe I'm possessed and I'm just hearing things. Well, it's like you said last week, uh, you did not want to piss the demons off. And now the demons, they know. They are out to get you and they are, yeah. It's not the only spooky thing that's happened to me this week, but it's probably the spookiest thing. So (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) And last time I had nothing to say. So it does, it does feel like maybe I pissed somebody off. Well, yeah. (laughs) So other than your uh, murderous grave over there, (laughs) has anything else spooky happened to you in the last couple of weeks? Well, unfortunately, no, nothing spooky has happened to me. Um, unfortunately. The last, well, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I just want to get spooked. Um, uh, no, the only, uh, I guess, terrifying thing that happened was, um, and you may have seen us if you follow us on social media posting about some downtime. Um, my husband and I thought that we may have deleted um everything with the the setup for the spooky science sisters feed um but also everything like 10 years worth of blog posts and content from um the running blog that we have so uh that wasn't necessarily spooky but it was like just terror that all of this work has gone down the drain yeah that might actually be scarier than the knock on my door (laughs) no that's fucking terrifying (laughs) what the hell (laughs) um yeah so but something notable from this past week that I did want to bring up because I'm for sure doing this every year and I cannot believe like I told Paige I said you've got to pressure me more to do these things. Um, But this past week was Halloween, which is on April 31st. You are 
six months away from Halloween. So Halloween, you're halfway to Halloween. Um, and I guess Paige, a couple of years ago, you decided you were going to celebrate. Um, um, and I apparently just swore I that just, was a rock. <laughs> I discovered it three years ago. You just discovered to be it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I thought this it up. a 100% and- <laughs> Page original. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I just got fluid. So now it's done a sentence. How much How much fluid? fluid? <laughs> That's fucking nasty. That's um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. But other than that, yeah. So Halloween, um, celebrated, watched Hocus Pocus. Um, I watched... Oh, I watched Halloween Town, which is on Disney Plus, and that was very exciting um, <laughs> to have that available. Uh, and besides that, uh, in the name of doing research, quote unquote, for this episode, I watched an ungodly amount of Ghost Hunters. <laughs> <laughs> so, which is like of the ghost shows, like I'm definitely I'm a Ghost Hunters girl for sure. Um, and they've been doing new episodes the past couple years. And yeah, I think feel like they've gotten back to their roots a little bit um, in terms of how ridiculous they are about stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> like early on, and I think I told you this earlier this week, Paige, but early on, they really focused on in the early episodes debunking stuff and uh, trying to figure out alternative explanations for the things that people were experiencing uh, and running their own tests and trying to imitate things. And they do some of that, but it, I don't know, it just, it went off the rails a little bit, I think. And, and probably just like in the name of ratings, whatever. Um, And they, early on, they'd have, they'd have, they'd visit locations and it would be like, they, um, like they would decide like, oh, this location just isn't, haunted um we haven't found anything paranormal and it's like that never happens anymore so it's like well is everything haunted how you visit <laughs> like they can't all be <laughs> um anyway so i'm i have a lot to say about ghost hunting i'm so excited <laughs> so uh, excited by the time we do episode two i will make sure i'm more up to speed on ghost hunters <laughs> <laughs> yes watch ghost hunters <laughs> Watch Ghost Adventures. I mean, speaking of not pressuring you enough, I feel like I'm shocked that you haven't pressured me more into watching Ghost Hunters. Well. You failed me there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know why I haven't. Yeah, like you've watched quite a bit of reality TV. And, like, why all these years have I not been, like, uh, forget these, like, love shows. Watch spooky stuff. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Okay. <laughs> so to actually get to the episode today, <laughs> so we don't have just like a two-hour episode of me chit-chatting about all the ghost hunters that I've watched. Um, so Paige, uh, I think, yeah, you you covered kind of two of the big things, um, EMF uh, and EVP. Um, and I covered a couple more minor things, but you were going to start first. So, yeah. Yeah, so I will jump right in. Um, first thing we'll, I'm going to talk about is EVP, uh, which is electronic voice phenomena. It's also known as instrumental transcommunication. So um, basically EVP is um, these sounds that are found on electronic recordings that are interpreted as like spiritual voices or spirit voices that have been either unintentionally recorded in some cases or uh, sometimes they're intentionally requested and recorded. So uh, basically, it's the alleged communication by spirits through tape recorders and other electronic device- devices. Uh, most commonly, the, it sounds like, and Megan, you can speak to this a little bit more than I can, but it sounds like the EVP session is like pretty popular in a lot of these ghost hunting shows. Oh, um, like, sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Sorry to interrupt, but yes, I mean, every, like, that's the main evidence, I would say, that they, it's like either that or like shadow figures either on regular video or on um infrared um but yeah evp is like they always have these clips that they play for people and they're they're always like oh well what do you hear them saying you can see the people are like (laughs) you can just see their faces sometimes thinking uh this is just noise this doesn't say anything And then the ghost hunters are like, oh, they're saying cauliflower. Like, clearly this person (laughs) choked on cauliflower and they died. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Okay. Continue. (laughs) So um, one of these, what the EVP session is a lot of times is this, the ghost hunters will ask questions um, and then they will record to see if they hear anything when they play it back. Um. So they, like Megan said, they might say, hi, I don't know, how did you die? And yeah, then exactly. they hear cauliflower. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and really it's not cauliflower, it's like... It's just like static. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds just like cauliflower. I know it. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to do in this episode. I'm just going to like hide EVPs in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Will you please? <laughs> well, okay. So uh, I'm going to be jumping in all over this episode. <laughs> Fair warning. Bring it on. <laughs> I'm. Oh, I just got despondent Agnes. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's fucking heating up out here. I'm sorry, guys. You're going to hear me typing some because I'm trying to. Re- these so please excuse any typing noises um i also realized that before so i had graves and then i had yard but in between graves and yard i apparently missed mate touches what (laughs) wait (laughs) mate as in like like as in like m-a-t-e mate okay i wasn't sure if you said mate or meat (laughs) um meat touches um okay (laughs) so and like in the epic so you said that evp is a um what was the inter something 
Instrumental transcommunication. Instrument, yeah. So they say in the FAQ for this app, like, this is meant to be an instrumental transcommunication device. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm in my freaking backyard in, like, the middle of suburbia <laughs> in a brand new building. Um, okay. I have a very important question about this app, okay. which I've already forgotten the name of. Um, this is going to be the whole episode, <laughs> just me talking about this app. <laughs> That's okay. We have more episodes. Um, <laughs> does it record the sound that it hears? Or is it just like randomly showing you like murder? And then you just have to believe there was a sound um, that it heard. Okay, hold, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at the FAQ to try and figure this out. So the, the thing that it's based on, this Ovulus, um, is supposed to take like measurements of the environment around you so like i mentioned like temperature and oh right uh, you did say that emf and stuff like that and then like somehow convert that into like words from a database but the idea is like that the spirits like have some interdimensional sense of like what they need to manipulate to get the word that they want to get through this is going to be the snarkiest episode um (laughs) okay yeah so yeah so this is like the app alternative to that um so you guys are gonna hear me go on my phone but um so it's got this like little like wavy like sign curve or whatever on this that's going across the screen and some sort of little dial um and it like starts like vibrating faster when it is ooh, like now it's getting it's heating up um, <laughs> <laughs> um but it okay we're gonna look at faq um yeah like what is this I don't know. Right, so it's not recording sounds, but like you would think it would be recording some sort of measurement. Yeah, there's no data here. Like what? (laughs) It says the device, the device is accepting input from spirits attempting to access the word database. So like there's a word database in here. When the needle moves into the red, the words which the spirit has chosen will be displayed. As the energy of the interaction builds, the display will animate more rapidly and more brightly. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so, uh, yeah. And like, honestly though, like, you know, there's a thousand dollar version that measures EMF and temperature, like, and it's probably not any more legitimate than <laughs> And there's like a high and low switch, like switch on the left side determines how sensitive the readings will be. High will produce more words, but they may be less likely to mean as much. Low will produce fewer words, but they may be more meaningful. Ooh. Oh, we suggest using high until you start getting activity and then switch to low. So I'm going to switch it to low, you guys, because I feel like, I feel like we got to, we got to, whatever switching to low does... We're going to do it to try and make this more. <laughs> Whatever switching to low does, we're going to do it. <laughs> like low what? <laughs> There's no units here. <laughs> I am totally going to Google like property records though. And if somebody named Agnes lived in this house, like you're out. I'm moving. I'm out of here. Uh, <laughs> can we just research that the rest of the episode (laughs) yeah i'm not cutting any of this out so i 
wrote down a couple of notes about EVP. Uh, just, yeah, because I have a lot of thoughts about it from watching years and years <laughs> of ghost shows. Um, so, yeah, so they're, you know, taking this audio and they're manipulating it. So they're amplifying it. They, you know, they see this little inconsistency, which, and, and like, I did the editing for this show. Like you get weird little wiggles, you know, in the, in between talking that they're just noise. They're just interference, whatever, from something, one of us shifting around and you just get rid of them from the audio recording for a podcast. But like these people like amplify the crap out of them and say like, oh, it's a ghost talking. <laughs> okay. Oh, I just got castle. Um, okay. Sorry. Again, you got castle twice. <laughs> oh, did I? Yeah. Oh shit. That was the first yeah. one I got. So they really want to get castle across apparently. <laughs> um, even though I live in fucking Illinois where there are zero castles. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah. So that, so that's what they're doing. Right. And, and, um, so a, what I had written down is like, I mean, yeah, they're using very sensitive, um, recorders, but who knows what they're picking up, like interference from some of the other electronics that are in the room, different frequencies. Somebody, um, you know, breathes. Yeah, somebody breathes funny, funny, like somebody farts and like is like, oh, that wasn't me, and it was a ghost. Like, (laughs) gonna that's gonna show up on it. Um, so yeah, and so I had also written down for this episode, I was like, okay, the big word because we're gonna come back to it when I talk about my stuff, and I'll bring it up. Um, I'll bring it up now is gonna be um pareidolia. So, and I looked up the pronunciation for it <laughs> and wrote it down for Pareidolia. Pareidolia, um, which is uh, defined as the tendency for incorrect perception of a stimulus as an object, pattern, or meaning known to the observer, such as seeing shapes in clouds, seeing faces in, inanim- in inanimate objects, or abstract patterns, or hearing hidden messages in music. Uh, and it is a type of something called apophenia, which is the tendency to perceive a connection or meaningful pattern between unrelated or random things such as objects or ideas. So basically, your brain just has this natural tendency to want to make sense of things around you, to attribute meaning to the things around you. So it's hearing, you know, meaningless... <laughs> audio background noise and trying to say like oh it's cauliflower (laughs) 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 so yeah i mean that's what's happening um yes so that is yeah pareidolia We'll, we'll talk about this again but the other thing that i wanted to mention with evp um is frequently in these shows um so there was like a ghost hunters international um the ghost adventures was i think on travel channel i don't can't remember what channel is on but either way like they go to international locations and like places where people like i mean they're talking to you know 500 year old ghosts like people people who clearly did not speak English and like yet all the EVPs that they get are in English of course they <laughs> or they're are. talking to them in English and it's like oh uh, 
does becoming a ghost get you a uh, English as a second language certification? <laughs> <laughs> like Clearly. just a lot. Logically, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so that's always bothered me. So I was like, oh, this is my chance to bring up what is happening in the afterlife that we all learn English. Like that is just some, you know, <laughs> ethnocentric bullshit right there. <laughs> so basically with EVP, it's just... It's really the product of your own brain. Like if you, I have this written, like if you have a strong emotional desire to make contact with the dead, then like you hear some weird sound in a recording, you're going to make yourself believe that it's there, that's some spirit saying something. And then you're just going to, I guess, create what that person said. So yeah, that's essentially EVP. Yeah. I guess I'll I'll go next, right? Yeah. Okay. So then the first, I guess, piece of equipment um, that I looked at, and mostly because I I basically just picked the things that I thought were the most ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, and this one only showed up, I guess, maybe in the past few years, but um, it is called a spirit box. Or um, you'll sometimes hear people call it a ghost box. And I don't know if Spirit Box is the brand name because they do sell like the SB7 Spirit Box, which I actually think is an old model because I think I came across the SB11 or something at some point. Um, But what this is, and I wish that I I should have gotten audio from it to play so you could hear, but it's, it's, it's just, it's basically a broken radio. So it is a... It's a radio that's been modified, so it sweeps through AM and FM frequencies at a rapid speed. Um, and uh, a recent thing that I was watching seems to su- seems to suggest that that speed can be adjusted. So, uh, what ghost hunters argue is that um, that the speed at which this thing is scanning through these radio stations and if you listen to it it's like like is it you know you scan through blank radio stations with a tuner in your car before right so mm-hmm. you could supposedly do the same thing by just doing it really fast <laughs> um, at home um and uh they argue that it's too fast like for actual you know entire words to be played from a single station so that any like words or phrases that you hear are evidence that some spirit has like pieced together snippets of this to to communicate with you um so this was invented by um, a man named Frank Sumption, and I guess he originally called it the Frank Box. Um, but I'm going to read his little description of, of what he says it is. So he says, the purpose uh, of the box is simply to provide a source of audio bits made up of fragments of human speech, music, and noise. 
This noise is known as raw audio. It is the raw material out of which spirits of the deceased and other entities use to create their own voices out of, presumably by remodulating and remixing the raw audio to make the various noise fragments from words and voices of their choosing. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yes. So basically, like, it's just a source of quote unquote raw audio. And these spirits can somehow, yeah, like the options are they can manipulate the audio that is being sent to the device or they can somehow mess with the device. So, so like, he is, is like essentially suggesting that like spirits are like rearranging. Am I understanding this correctly? Yeah, like either they're like manipulating the audio or like they are somehow messing with the device itself to like get the audio that they want. Like they're using it as like a source of like raw audio that they can form words out of. But it's this, it's insane. Um, but it is, and like if you buy into this idea of like, oh, spirits, like, you know, are made up of, or they have some sort of electromagnetic energy or field, like, okay, theoretically, they could generate some sort of radio signal. <laughs> That's part of the electromagnetic spectrum. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> probably that's not what's going on um it's just another example of this pareidolia right um and this idea of confirmation bias you're going into this with this idea of like i want to hear a ghost and or i believe that i'm gonna hear a ghost and i know the stories behind this location that i'm in so yeah, so you have a confirmation bias. You're going to hear what you want to hear. Your brain's going to make patterns out of it so that you hear words that make sense for the stories that you know about the location you're at. Right? Right. But I did have one other thing that I wanted to say about this spirit box. Um, and so this was from a guy named... Um, Kenny Biddle. Um, and I'll actually use stuff from his um, a YouTube video that he did for the next thing that I'm going to talk about. And I think you had some article that you had. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So he, he gets around like in the debunking the paranormal, <laughs> specifically <laughs> ghost uh, community. Um, but he uh, had written this article for that um, Skeptical Inquirer uh, magazine. And it was a pretty recent article, I think within like the last year or so. Um, but that now, so with this spirit box that ghost hunters, um, had started using something called the Estes method. So you have a group of ghost hunters who are sitting together in a supposedly haunted location and they're running one of these spirit boxes. So the radio is, you know, scanning rapidly through the different frequencies. And um, yes, one of them uh, is who, who they call the quote unquote, the receiver um, wears a blindfold. Um, and so we can't see the reactions of the rest of the group. And he wears um, headphones and this person listens to the output of the spirit box as the rest of the group 
asks questions. So like they're the ones asking the questions. The receiver is like supposedly isolated from them. And so there's no, they claim that this like removes the bias in interpreting the responses because the receiver doesn't know what the questions are that are being asked, which like assumes that their headphones are like completely, you know, canceling out any noise around them. Um, But also like, you know, they're in those locations. They already believe in ghosts. Like they're with this group. They know the types of questions they're going to ask. They probably helped write the questions. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yeah. And like basically what I thought when I read this was, okay, so somebody watched Insidious and thought the little like gas mask, whatever thing that the psychic lady had set up to listen to the demons during their little seance was like, this is like some scientific shit right here. (laughs) This is what we're going to (laughs) do. Oh, well, yeah. So yeah. yeah, I mean, the point being is like it, like I said, with with this audio that we're recording right now, and with the spirit box, you could do this, and with friggin' spirit story box app, you can do this in any old house, like any old random location, and you're gonna get something, but. It's not ghosts. It's just rant. It's just noise. But it's just it, noise. It's just it your brain. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So what did you research next? Um, so next I did the EMF meters. Um, Which don't worry. I also have thoughts about <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. You were expecting you were expecting the spooky science sisters, but it's just spooky science Megan this week. <laughs> because I'm a maniac about this stuff. All right. So um about EMF meters. So they're basically they're used, their purpose prior to ghost hunting um, is, is really just to detect electromagnetic fields um, like within your household. So if it's, you know, harmful EMF radiation from nearby power lines or power lines or household appliances um, and they're, they detect them by lighting up these LEDs uh, that go from green to red, depending on the strength of the electromagnetic field. Uh, so it starts at green and then, Obviously, uh, the strength of the field, it would, I think, what goes yellow and then to red. Um, So there's already, it sounds like, this particular meter that is typically used in, like, I guess the ghost hunting community, uh, the K2 safe range EMF. There's already, like, quite a bit of, um, I guess, like, they have quite a few bad reviews or complaints about how reliable they are just for the job that they were built to do uh, <laughs> there's like yeah i guess there's like a ton of amazon reviews and, and i'll be honest i looked um they have i guess like updated uh some of their models so the newer models tend to have better reviews but based off of what was used at the time of this article um they apparently were just like amazon reviews and like there were youtube videos on it and basically overall it was just like these are unreliable for just about everything 
Um, so that's, you know, issue number one is that they're not even good at the job that they're supposed to be doing. Uh, but then <laughs> to obtain the most accurate reading using them, like the particular EMF meter that they use on these shows is a single access reader. So to obtain like a, an accurate reading, they would have to rotate the reader and on all three accesses to get that reading. Now, I don't know. Have you seen them do that, Megan? Or no. like, how do they typically? Yeah, they just typically yeah, like stand around set, and look at it, right? <laughs> right. I mean, they just set that shit on the floor and like let it sit there. And like periodically you'll see it, you know, the lights go off. And it's, yeah, it's like, oh, this just looks good in a dark room, which also, yeah, unrelated to EMF. But like, why do we do all the ghost hunting at night with the lights turned off? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, ghosts only <laughs> exist when it's they very dark outside. They only come out at night, right? Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So they just set this on the floor. Okay. Um. So basically, what I end up well, first and foremost, I mean, and I, you and I talked about this already a little bit, Megan. But um, I mean, y- you would set one of these off doing just about anything in this day and age um yeah electromagnetic fields everywhere literally everywhere like literally the earth has a magnetic field like that's why we have an atmosphere it helps protect us from you know the sun stripping away our atmosphere uh radiation from the sun stripping away our atmosphere uh friggin' thunderstorms is an electrical field, like, building up in clouds, which is why you get lightning. Like, so natural sources of this. But also, yeah, literally everything we use in <laughs> our modern... Your cell phone. Your computer. Yeah, your <laughs> cell phone. And these people are going into... <laughs> these assholes uh, are going into <laughs> these buildings with, like, a crap ton of audio recording equipment, cameras, microphones, like wh- all this wireless Bluetooth, whatever, you know, and claiming like, oh, these spikes are from, you know, a ghost, like is using the energy or is generating the energy near this thing. And it's like, no, like Bob <laughs> probably got a text. <laughs> <laughs> And it's, and you know, these are old buildings, right? So it's like, I have heard, you know, that, that you said that they were built, you know, to sense high electromagnetic fields. Like I had read that, and I don't know if you were going to mention this, but that yes, like electromagnetic fields can make, or high ones can make people feel weird. Like they can make people feel uneasy or like, I think people have even, have mentioned or I've heard before that people mention that they feel like they're being watched or like kind of creeped out until people think something is paranormal is going on but really it's like they've got you know weird wiring or something in their house it's generating <laughs> a bunch of EMF well I think the like the thing that I found in literally every article I read and what's so funny about all of this is that like there is literally no scientific evidence that these detect ghosts like none (laughs) right like yeah i don't know (laughs) well and like we talked about last week how (laughs) like trying to do uh some sort of scientific testing right to prove 
to prove the existence of demonic possession. Like, how are you going to scientifically test whether or not these things detect ghosts? Right. <laughs> right. Well, and then, so. <laughs> yeah. So that's, you know, just some of the many issues, I guess. But um, I'll go over, funny enough, an, another Kenny Bit or Kenny Biddle article because um, he does a couple experiments with it. Um, but first, I kind of want to talk kind of like how they're used. And you'll be able to jump in here a little bit too, Megan, because you, I'm sure, know a heck of a lot more about this than I do. But uh, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> so it's unclear that I do, though, because like I just know it from watching. <laughs> the ghost hunters version well so, like, yeah I've but seen all the edited stuff you'll know how they at least use them right so sure, sure. um one way that i've read that it's it's used is as a communication device um and basically it's another one of these like questions and a question and answer session where i'll say you know you flash the lights once for no and flash the lights twice for yes and then i'll say hey is your name jimmy uh, and if they flash it twice, then yes, their name is Jimmy. Did um, you die by choking on cauliflower? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously, like we've already talked about with them having, you know, a lot of the times they have these, like the two-way radios on them or, you know, a camera or them having cell phones on them. Um, this could obviously cause these lights to flash, but they've also in a couple of these articles talked about how just like the actual like button or the switch on the EMF meters that they use, um, it's, it's a pressure switch. And so if you hit it and like hold it at the exact right spot, like you can cause it to kind of like freak out on its own. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> um, so that's another issue that a lot of people have claimed uh, these EMF meters have. These specific ones, these K two safe ranges. Yeah. Well, and I think that um, a lot, like as far as I can tell, a lot of the technology or the techniques that uh, these like paranormal research groups are using are pretty much driven by what they see on the tv shows and yeah that doesn't seem like a super scientific way to go right like because the tv right. shows who knows what's going on in the background well, it's like, like, you, yeah, you, like you said it's you you see it when it's edited so you don't know you what see, done. yeah <laughs> you see it when it's edited and you also like you know the ev or the emf's going off but who says that one of the producers isn't like just off screen like moving his cell phone like a little bit closer and then a right. little bit further away to get it to spike like to get the answers that they want so so yeah <laughs> um all right so then to the kenny biddle experiments um and it, it's kind of it, he has, does like a series of like I think it's like six to eight experiments. So I'm not going to go through them in detail. Um, just kind of like a brief overview of a couple of them. Uh, the first experiment that I want to talk about was actually his first experiment where. Oh my gosh, Paige. I just got yeah. another one and then got niece. Oh man. Which like right now I'm talking to my daughter's aunt. <laughs> this is exactly how ghost hunting works, right? Like I can assign right. meaning to anything that I'm <laughs> reading on this. So I'll be honest, 
I'd like for you to come up with a reason as to why Castle has popped up twice, because yeah, that that, is, that one's lost on me. <laughs> that's weird. Um, okay, sorry, you were talking about Kenny Biddle experiments. Yeah, and um, I'm actually going to backtrack a little bit because I realized I didn't exactly. Uh... <gasps> I got touch hand. Sorry, it's getting up over here. <laughs> niece touch hand and what was the last one you got how much liquid uh how much fluid and then i got gold <laughs> despondent agnes niece and now i got touch hand dun, dun, dun. if i feel something touch my hand like i'm out of here we're done <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Kenny Biddle. <laughs> so uh, to introduce him real quick, or introduce this, the experiments that he did. So he went along with a group uh, for like a public ghost hunt, which we absolutely have to do sometime. Um, I don't know how to get invited to one of these, but we're going to figure it out. Um, but he decided to go along and he used this time with the group to set up some of his EMF meters and kind of just see, um, observe how like the group used their equipment and then also how these EMF meters worked with other standard equipment that ghost hunters will typically use. Uh, so like I said, he set up these EMF meters and in his first experiment, uh, he said it was actually like completely by accident. They had everything set up and somebody was sitting up a, a video camera just to test it. And when it was powering on, it was approximately seven feet from one of the K2 meters, um, and the K2 registered a spike at the third LED. So like just him turned, just a video camera being turned on from like a seven foot distance. <laughs> from seven feet away. <laughs> caused and this what? thing to spike up to the third level. <laughs> yes. So exactly. yeah, that was probably a ghost. Um, oh, for sure. That video camera <laughs> is so haunted. <laughs> um, and then they also did several experiments using their like two-way radios that a lot of these the ghost hunters will use to communicate with each other. Um, and they just did several experiments at different distances. Uh, some of these he did like out during this public ghost hunt. Some of them he did back at a lab. Um, but uh, he said that like basically he had to be 16 feet away before he could no longer illuminate the meter just by hitting the call button with the so radio. Like, yeah. So he'd hit the call oh, button no. and he could make the leds dance up until 16 feet away. So and they use radios like all the time on the show. Right. Like at the yeah, end that's of how they talk hunters, to each other. Yeah. They like, they radio everyone. They're like, okay, team, it's time to pack up. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh no um and then (sighs) the other thing that or the other experiment that i just kind of wanted like i said touch on real quick um was that he also kept the meter around for an evp session and um he kind of just wanted to test the evps for this like spirit spirit communication claim to see if it actually could be used for that 
Um, and he said that all cameras and phones, any other electronics were completely removed to prevent any potential manipulation from outside sources. And then they asked 10 questions. And in that 10 questions, the meter did not register any fluctuation at all. Um, some of the questions were even if you are there, um, like, you know, touch the meter or mess with the meter, make the LEDs. So, um, to be fair, I reading it, it didn't state whether or not like how that EVP session went as far as like if they I mean, I'm assuming they didn't record it because he said they removed all the electronics out of it. So potentially there just weren't any spirits present at that time um, since the meter didn't fluctuate. But also it seems kind of ironic <laughs> that. <laughs> It was dancing all over the place when they had cameras in there and their radios and their phones, and then they remove everything and there was no fluctuation at all on the meter. Yeah, of course there wasn't. <laughs> but like, even if there was, I, I mean, who knows? It could be, uh, I don't know, wiring or something in the wall. Right. Yeah. I mean, it <laughs> could have like, still been. <laughs> something's happening. I don't know. Right. So. It's unclear. We're getting um, a lot of so we're getting a lot of touches, by the way. I got mate touches, touch hand. Now I just got touches. So I'm getting creepy. Oh. Creepy. Anyway. Have you felt any touches? I have not. <laughs> but you know Steven this... felt any touches? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll ask him. It's like, have you been out in the office? Have you felt any like mysterious touching? <laughs> From someone named Agnes. <laughs> if so, Agnes and I are going to throw down. <laughs> All right. So basically. Hold on. I have a comment right now about the touching real quick before we get back on topic. Um, but like, okay, let's say that I'm in a haunted building, right? And I've got this app going or I've got the $1,000 Ovulus version going and I get the result or the word touches comes through, right? Like you, it's like we keep the power suggestion, right? Like you're, I all the time will like feel my phone, like phantom vibrate in my right. pocket or like, my or like when you walk through a spider web and you feel spiders crawling on you the rest of the day. Yeah. Like I think it's totally plausible that like you get that. And then like shortly after on one of these ghost shows, you'd be like, Oh my God, Someone just, just touched, touched my hair. And it's like, <laughs> mm, why are you just really thinking about it? <laughs> also, maybe they're just all playing tricks on each other. Like, I'm sorry if you had that. If we were in a real ghost hunt and touches came up on your phone, I would absolutely touch you. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> So yeah, basically anything, literally anything can set off an EMF meter and it seems like they're relatively unreliable anyways, uh, even for the job that they were originally built to do. Um, and like I said earlier, and Kenny Biddle says it himself, that there's no evidence that ghosts, no matter how you define them, have any effect on EM fields. So like, there's no reason to really even believe that an EF meter going off would suggest that there's a ghost near you. 
So I can totally see, though, how the ghost hunters in this situation, like, might counter this point, you know, like, oh, we took all the electronic equipment out of the room and then we didn't see any response from this box. Um, and well, A, they could just be like, oh, well, maybe the, you know, there just weren't any spirits in there at that time. Um, or B, like I've often seen the, in these shows, the argument that the ghosts are somehow using the energy from technology to manifest so i like i could totally like frequently they'll be like oh my gosh my flashlight batteries just died and it's like or and it just got really cold like it's using energy from the room and and from the equipment so i could totally see them being like well there were no spikes because it didn't have any the ghosts didn't have any electronic energy to pull from because we removed them from the room so that's what they would say <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how to respond to that <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying i i know that's what they say um okay this is my turn um almost but before okay. you go i first have to talk about boo buddy which... <gasps> right i forgot about boo buddy <laughs> <laughs> which is probably my favorite thing that i have found while researching ghost hunting equipment um so Boo Buddy was specifically built for ghost hunting by Ghost Stop. Um, and it it says right on their website, Boo Buddy is not a toy. It's a it's a teddy bear, just so everybody knows. It's it's a cute stuffed teddy bear, like you know, your kids might snuggle when they go to bed at night. But also definitely like preface your google search with like boo buddy ghost hunting or ghost stop because if you do search for boo buddy it comes up with the boob buddy which is like some <laughs> sort of <laughs> which is like some sort of uh bra thing or something i didn't look that closely before i clarified my search and got to like the bear but anyway <laughs> just so you know <laughs> Um, so yeah on their website it specifically states that boo buddy is not a toy boo buddy is an investigator um so, so boo buddy investigates the paranormal with you promoting positive response as well as letting us know when the environment changes boo buddy loves asking evp questions in order to promote a response <laughs> If the environment changes by EFM, EMF, temperature, or motion, Boo Buddy responds appropriately to let you know that there may be a presence. So you put this darn thing on a shelf, or if you're, I don't know, feeling really spooky, you could snuggle it at night, <laughs> and it is going to investigate the paranormal. It's it's cute. It, 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 on here, it's features. Boo, Boo Buddy is cute. It detects EMF and responds with lights in the arms when spikes arise. So its arms will light up. And then it will say things like, I don't know, if it, it can ask an EVB question. So it'll say, do you want to be my friend? Um, if it detects <laughs> <No>. movement, <laughs> if it detects movement, uh, he will giggle and then say, that tickles. <laughs> This is the most terrifying thing. Like, forget ghosts. 
this is the scariest thing that exists. It's boo That's buddy. what I'm saying. Like, um, and it's $360. So in case, in case you were considering it. To scare the shit out of any little kid you've ever known. Right. Like, I'm sorry. I would rather any ghost be haunting me the rest of my life than have this yeah. fucking thing anywhere near me. no no, thank you well and like i'm sure the idea is like if you think you're dealing with you know some sort of child spirit that they're gonna like the bear and want to interact with the bear or whatever um and i know and i was like uh no that bear is terrifying like if i'm a kid i'm not no that's scary it's scary yeah it does say (laughs) when it comes to ghost hunting and paranormal investigations some theories suggest that using an object familiar and attractive to an entity may entice them to interact so yeah (laughs) but also just so you know megan um it does come in two colors and it responds to those changes in a cute friendly voice so It's not spooky at all. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> you should know that Spooky Spirit Box app agrees because the ghosts <laughs> in backyard suburban Illinois just said dismal. <laughs> and that is how we feel about somebody. <laughs> all right. So uh, now I'm going to have to buy myself a boo buddy. Well, no, really, I'm going to have to buy somebody else a boo buddy and have them. <laughs> how terrifying it is yeah. <laughs> all right that's all i had though yes. that's the worst okay so uh the last thing that i wanted to talk about um or i guess the second piece of equipment that i wanted to talk about um and it's not really a piece of equipment it's using a piece of equipment in a non-scientific way and turns out there is a scientific explanation for why it does what it does. So this is um, something called the flashlight trick, um, which uh, apparently got popularized by the Ghost Hunters TV program. Um, (laughs) It is, uh, so, so, okay. And this was, this is, uh, I guess, summarized from a YouTube video um, done by Kenny Biddle. So our good old friend, Kenny Biddle, where he um, debunks the flashlight trick. Um, But he actually attributes a lot of what he talks about to this other YouTube video. Um, And I had trouble um, understanding the name and the, the, and I wasn't sure where he got it, um, but it's, it's, he's thinking he said like Burkhard Reich or something, but uh, the flashlight trick is somebody takes one of those mini mag light flashlights, you know, the ones that I'm talking about where you like twist the head of it to turn it on? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So they take this mini mag light type flashlight and they twist the head of it until the flashlight turns on and then they turn it back um, just enough so that it turns off. And the idea is like you lay it down then and it just needs like the slightest touch to turn it back on or off. And so the claim by, and like, yeah, so they use it, it's the same thing with like the EMF spikes. They're using it as like a way to answer yes or no questions that they ask the spirits. So ghost hunters claim um, 
they can get, they can ask these yes or no questions and um, the spirits are able to, you know, generate just enough energy to give it that little push to turn the light on or turn the light off. Um, And like this was on Ghost Hunters. It produces like pretty compelling TV footage. People freaked out. It became this like very common thing that Ghost Hunters like to do. Um, Okay. So uh, uh, Kenny Biddle, and before him, this guy, uh, Burkhard Reich, which again, I am not sure if that's the right name. That's what it sounded like. And then the I looked at the, the detailed video on YouTube and it just had his channel name. It didn't have the actual, his actual real name. So I'm just going based on what I heard in the video, um, in Kenny Biddle's video. So apologies. Um <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, um, Sorry, if that's even your real name. Um, <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah. So th- they debunk this. Um, and uh, what's actually going on is it's it's not it's not paranormal that like the light is turning off or on when they ask it questions. Um, it is, uh, and he puts it in such a, a nice way or in such a, um, a, an articulate way. He says experimental results and considerations of contact physics actually reveal that the trick is caused by a heat cycle. So what's actually happening is they, as this light Flicks on and off. Um, the the xenon bulb that's in it um, is heating up rapidly, so it's heating up the reflector in the head of the flashlight, which is metal, and that reflector expands um, and puts just enough pressure on like the little switch that's built in to break the circuit, and hmm. the flashlight turns off. So then it's off. It cools down, it contracts, and the little spring that's behind the battery can push back up just enough to complete the circuit again, and the flashlight turns back on. And well, it's now like, I'm going to have to try this. Yeah, like you could do it at home. And so yeah. um, in this Kenny Biddle YouTube video, he he does it. He does it with several flashlights, and he even uses a... Um, an infrared thermometer um, to measure the temperature of the the bulb as it's turning on and off. And you could see that um, it varied from around like 74 degrees, which was the point that the light turned on. Um, so it had contracted just enough for that to push up and activate the, or complete the circuit again. Um, and then as soon as it was on, like it heats up quick, like it got up to a hundred degrees pretty rapidly. Um, and that was the point at about which it, um, the light would turn back off. So, you know, these ghost hunters are sitting there and they're asking the same questions over and over, um, until they get some sort of response. And usually that's like, you know, until the flashlight turns on, um, and subsequently turns off and they claim like, Oh, well, it's like I said, the ghosts have to like build up the energy first to, to move it or to, to activate it. Um, but it's like, really, they're just, they're just waiting out the physics for the light to cool down or heat up enough to, to activate the switch. So yeah. That's awesome. 
So, do you have anything else that you want to add? Um, I don't think so. I think it's on to uh, Ouija boards. <gasps> Yay! Okay, so like we do at the end of uh, every episode, I'm going to do a wrap-up segment with uh, just a, a short explanation of, uh, of why something every day is spooky. Um, and this time I'm going to do Ouija boards, which is not so much every day because... <laughs> I'm not pulling out my Ouija board every day. <laughs> Have you ever played, I don't know, played, uh, used maybe? Is there yeah, right? my, my parents have one. My I parents have, have one. I've used one as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. and it's funny because you listen to like other paranormal podcasts and some people are like just very anti-Ouija board. Like you can't open up that door or whatever. Because <laughs> they're scary? Yeah. Yeah, like because they like legit believe like bad spirits or like that's like the gateway for demons to get in. So I think that's how Elliot feels about my porcelain dolls. <laughs> <laughs> They're the portal to the afterworld. The yeah, afterworld. I think so. <laughs> the underworld. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ouija boards. <laughs> Ouija boards. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm sure people have heard this all before, right? Like Ouija, the original Ouija board was manufactured by Hasbro or whatever. Like it's, it's a toy <laughs> um, that has somehow become, you know, this like very serious gateway to like demonic possession. So I just, all I did was watch a quick YouTube video, um, but this was from um, a channel uh, called Seeker um, that, and they covered what, what makes Ouija boards move, right? Because that's, that's the thing, right? Is I messed around with Ouija board, you messed around with Ouija board. And I'm sure when you did, like, yeah, like it seemed like the planchette was moving around a little bit, or maybe it didn't. I don't know. What was your experience like? Well, I played with a friend and it definitely moved, but I'm convinced they moved it. Okay. So, Okay. And I feel like I've been convinced every time that I've used one that, you know, it was somebody in the group. Yeah. You know, at like our seventh grade sleepover was fucking with us. (laughs) Anyway. um, Yeah. So, yeah. So this is what makes Ouija boards move. Um, And uh, what they say that it is, uh, what's, what's, what's making it move is something called the ideomotor effect. So this is a psychological effect where your expectations and beliefs. So again, that like unconscious bias that you have um, going into this cause unconscious motor movement in your body. So basically like your brain doesn't know that you're moving it, but you're the one moving the planchette or like somebody in the group is the one moving the planchette to answer questions. Hmm. Isn't that weird? So you're saying that it's like I was blaming my friends for moving it. I could have been the one moving it. Yeah. And like, you don't know it. (laughs) Like you were expecting to get some response. Like, let's say, you, you know, you thought you were talking, you know, to your, your, deceased great-grandfather or something and you knew something about how he died or the year that he died like subconsciously your brain might yeah cause you to move it 
Um, yeah. So That's this came also out, kind of creepy, though. It, right. Yeah. And that was the point in the video. They were like, really? Like, the point should be that the things that your brain does is, are, like, kind of creepier than <laughs> what the other answer might be. Um, but this is something that I guess was... Um, discovered or came to light in 1852 um and a scientist named william carpenter um you or came up with this this idiomotor idiomotor effect to i'm too excited um <laughs> to debunk dowsing rods so have you ever seen dowsing rods uh i don't know maybe it's like two it's like two metal bars um and the person holds them out like perpendicular to themselves um and it's like people use their like rods crossing between their two hands um and the idea was like people would come onto your property and they would say like okay like when the bars cross they will be finding water or like there's oil on your property that we can drill for or something like that um and what he found was that it was just this idiomotor effect like people didn't realize that they were the ones like when they had some unconscious or subconscious idea of like where water or something might be on the property like they would cause subconsciously cause the, the dowsing rods to cross so it's the same thing with the ouija board interesting it's so crazy so it's like all power of suggestion people's brains are just crazy no um, i just want to play that, with a ouija board i know um <laughs> yeah like the only way that i'm believing that is like if you see uh the crazy stuff that you see in horror movies where like the planchette moves by itself right like that's what's gonna get me to believe um so the other video that i watched briefly that i just wanted to bring up because it was just a great example of like <laughs> this is bullshit. Um, so, uh, it was like a segment from the show. I think it was a show called, do you believe, um, brain games, which was done by national geographic. Uh, and they had participants, um, in the video, they were using a Ouija board. Um, it was like this guided session. And at the beginning they show, uh, they show like the you know the planchette's like really moving across this board and they're answering questions about somebody's dead grandfather and they're like these accurate answers and they interview her afterwards and the lady's like oh my gosh like i i really believe i'm so touched and stuff um and then all these same participants they um you know keep them where they're seated they're around the Ouija board and they blindfold them because it shouldn't matter, right? Like if it's the spirit moving the planchette, like it shouldn't matter if the participants can see the board. Um, and yeah, so then they have them do it again and like the planchette moves, but it just moves to like, not <laughs> oh, like, like, yeah, like any words yeah. or like, <laughs> yeah, funny. like nowhere. Like, I think they ask like, Oh, what year did you die or something like that? And it's supposed to be like, I don't know, 1920 something. I have no idea. Um, I know. I guess it was, <laughs> Um, someone's modern day grandpa was much later than that. Maybe it's what year you were born. Um, and yeah, and like it moved to like J, T. <laughs> yeah, so just nonsense. Or like moved to just parts of the board that didn't even have anything on them. So yeah, so just like an example of 
you know, you're subconsciously causing this thing to move, but yeah, you, you have to be able to see it right for your brain to like know where to move it. So I don't know. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, okay. Well, I think that's it for episode two. I think so. And I have not gotten any additional ghostly messages. Although the little squiggly line is like, no, it's maybe slowing back down. It was getting pretty fast. I was, I was thinking things were heating up again, but (laughs) well, I hear, okay. It's going fast again. Here's the real proof. All right. We're going to do it right now. Spirit. If you're out there, if you want to prove right now that ghosts are real and that this ghost hunting equipment works, I want you to say goodbye to the listeners. Nothing. <laughs> I thought it was speeding up and then it just slowed back down. So, well, we gave them the chance. That or they hate us. that they hate us um okay so yeah thanks for thanks for listening uh this has been episode two um we are for these first few episodes kind of flying by the seat of our pants so next time we'll talk about something different but we don't (laughs) really know what that is yet (laughs) um and if you uh like what you're hearing uh yeah the old cliche like subscribe visit us on social media um we are on twitter and instagram as um at spooky scipod um and then on facebook you can find us at spooky science sisters so feel free to to check us out and reach out there um especially if you have something that you'd like us to talk about I'm Eliza, and I need you to listen to me. Have you ever felt so much that you don't know where to put it all, and you wonder if anyone would notice if you screamed? Because you want to. Scream for the ones they've hurt, the ones they've taken. Scream for yourself. These are my words, my story from my perspective. Because I know you'll hear other versions. Because I want you to have a chance to believe mine. Or at least hear it. If you're getting this, it's already over. But if one of you listens, really listens, it won't be for nothing.